Hello everyone, welcome again to another Word for Today with Ray. And before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, it's always such a joy to be able to come in before, before you and before your Word and to study it uh, with those that are listening. And I pray today, Lord, as we open our Bibles, that you will open our hearts and our minds, our ears and our eyes to receive from you those things that you want us to know about yourself, your son Jesus, and your ways. And Lord, I pray that you will empower us to live according to those ways by your Holy Spirit, that it might be pleasing to you. And we'll give you thanks for doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. The title to today's lesson is, O Foolish Galatians. And it's taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 3 and verse 1. Paul the Apostle ended chapter 2 of Galatians with reasoning that if righteousness could come by the law, then Christ died in vain. There would have been no purpose for Jesus to die if anyone could keep God's law. And because Jesus did die, anyone who believes in him will have Jesus' righteousness appropriated by the Heavenly Father. The only way we will ever have entrance into heaven uh, to live in a relationship with God forever is to be righteous. And this righteousness is only obtained by believing in Jesus' substitutionary work. As Paul begins chapter 3 of the book of Galatians, he directs his comments to the church members by name once again. We read in verse 1, O foolish Galatians! Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This time, Paul doesn't hold back with his thoughts toward the Galatians. He calls them, oh, foolish Galatians, which means not understanding or unwise Galatians. It's as if Paul cannot believe that the church members are believing the way they are. We must remember that Judaizers have come into the church and promoted ideas of righteousness that are based upon the law rather than grace. Because some of the church members believe the Judaizers, the church now has a division within it. There are those who believe in the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus for righteousness, and there are those who believe that they must also keep the law and rules of circumcision. Paul addresses this problem by appealing to them in a rhetorical question. Paul asked, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Paul obviously knew who it was that bewitched them, which means speaks ill of, slanders, traduces, brings evil on one by feigning praise or an evil eye and charms. Paul wanted to bring their thoughts to those who fooled them in this manner. The direct attention toward those pernicious acts subverted the doctrine that Paul had given them shows that Paul's seriousness about the way uh, they are thinking is in his mind. Someone has come in and totally obliterated the truth, and Paul is giving them correction as their apostle from God. Paul continues, Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. The evidence was clear when Paul presented it to the church of Galatia. Jesus Christ was crucified because there was no one who could keep the law. And as he said in the last chapter, if people could keep the law, then Christ would not have been required to die. 
Paul had taught God's plan of redemption and grace before the church in Galatia, and this plan required the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Jesus' death was a finished work, and there was no adding to it. Those who were promoting righteousness by obedience to the law were subverting the very gospel of grace that Paul presented. Now, it's easy to sit back and criticize these Judaizers for the promoting justification and righteousness of my works. But are there rules we have believed or followed that are more than faith in Jesus' finished work? Are there dress codes, ways of speech, church attendance, Bible reading patterns, and other spiritual works that we impose upon others or ourselves and expect that following those rules will make us more spiritual? Do we have certain traditions or patterns of living that must be followed, and if we do not keep them, we are no longer righteous? As we ponder these things today, we might wonder if Paul would speak to us in this manner. Oh, foolish! May we all seek the Lord for his wisdom in this area and realize that the righteousness of God comes simply by faith in Jesus Christ's finished work. Next time, we will study a question asked by Paul as to the source of the Spirit of God. So read ahead and let us join together then. Until tomorrow, there is more. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace as you continue to study his word in Jesus' name.